This is what camp's about. Who's with me? Keep telling your little story. What was that? Hello? Hello? Can anybody? Time for you all to leave. Hey. Clearly this group has no respect for my lab. Oh, Bumpy. Gave it a name that's precious. We're on our own. We've lined up exclusive behind-the-scenes tours of Jurassic World. Ooh. Yes! Dinosaurs? Plenty of dinosaurs. So, ready for an adventure? Absolutely. But I'm going to need that speech a little shorter and really try to lean into the majesty of this place. <laughs> okay, we're going now. Let's get the six of you to camp. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I am your host, Brad Jost, and today we present our finale for Camp Cretaceous Month. We have been taking a look at Camp Cretaceous from Season 1 to Season 2 all month long. We did recap episodes for Season 1, all eight episodes of Season 1, and then we did a non-spoiler review, a spoiler review for Season 2 as well as an interview with the executive producer, Scott Kramer, for season two, and we did all kinds of spoiler discussion in that one. And today, I'm going to be presenting your thoughts and feelings on Camp Cretaceous season two. So far, you've heard from me and a a plethora of other people, uh, but now you get to hear from you guys. I wanted to leave it open to the listeners of the podcast, as well as just people in the Jurassic Park community. People who don't necessarily get their voice heard in mediums like this, and I wanted you guys to have this outlet to do so. So today we're going to present a bunch of other people's thoughts and feelings, and I'm really, really excited about that. I know when I recorded my uh, non-spoiler and spoiler reviews, I kind of left it open not knowing what people were going to think because I recorded them, I believe, before people had seen the show. So You know, since knowing what people think now, I'm actually very pleased. I'm happy. I didn't know what people were going to think. And I'm very excited to present your thoughts. And, you know, of course, I'm sure some of those thoughts are going to be positive. And I'm sure some of them are going to be negative. But that's the joy of being able to form your own opinions on a show. I, I always like to say when I put out my thoughts and opinions, I like to say, you know what? Don't even listen to me. Go in you know, think how you want to think, feel how you want to feel. Who cares what I think? But I am very excited to finally know what you guys are all thinking about this show. And uh, I'm excited to know what you guys think about a lot of those spoiler details. So just in case you have not seen season two yet for Camp Cretaceous, you've been warned. There is most likely going to be spoilers, uh, you know, plenty of spoilers in this episode. So Be warned, and if you have not seen it, please turn this off and come back when you have uh, seen the show. And uh, I appreciate you taking a a few moments here to listen. But before I get the show completely underway here, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody who helped participate in uh, Camp Cretaceous Month here, uh, from Stephen Ray Morris to Alicia Stella, Tim over at Collect Jurassic, and Chris over at Jurassic Outpost. Um, Tom Fishenden helped out a ton 
viewing the season ahead of time with me and writing up a, a lot of great content, putting out some great content over on YouTube, which have been getting a lot of views and a lot of comments and interaction. And uh, of course, like I said, me and Tom did record a bunch of stuff and it kind of got messed up when my computer went out for a little bit, but we're back, we're up and ready to go. And just a huge thank you to Tom for all the hard work that he put into this month. And of course, I could not do this without thanking DreamWorks. Uh, it, it was incredible to work with them yet again, to be able to work with Scott Kramer, to interview him uh, during our Camp Cretaceous month-long celebration here, to to discuss the show in depth, uh, season one, season two, all the details. And I just really, really am super grateful uh, for DreamWorks and uh, letting us have the availability to watch this show ahead of time. So it's been an amazing month. I am I am so grateful we got to cover Camp Cretaceous this entire month, and I am very excited to to move on to and to discuss the greater Jurassic universe as we dive into our, our old format and get back to the show that you guys are used to. So thank you for tagging along for Camp Cretaceous month. It's been amazing, and I really appreciate each and every one of you. So yeah, that about wraps it up for me. I... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to end the show. I don't think I'm going to end the show here today. So this is probably all you're going to get. So make sure to go to JurassicParkPodcast.com. Find all of our articles, our episode show notes, our information about our contributors and everybody over there, everyone who, who we've ever worked with. Um, and, of course, go follow us on Twitter at JurassicParkPod. You can follow me at Brad Jost. And uh, follow us over on Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Find us over on Facebook as well. You can search for the Jurassic Park Podcast over there. We do have a uh, Facebook group there too. And we do, uh, me and Tom and a few others actually run uh, and maintain the Jurassic World official Facebook group. So go find that as well. And of course, go follow us over on YouTube. Find the Jurassic Park Podcast over there. We've got a ton of videos so many hours worth of content and uh, lastly follow the podcast so I don't know where you guys are listening to this today but follow the podcast on any podcasting platform out there Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify Amazon Music uh, I'm probably missing some stuff Audible uh, it's everywhere it's everywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, Overcast is a great app to listen to podcasts so that's what I use but um, yeah that about does it for me so now Let's go ahead and find out what you thought about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2. Enjoy. Oh yeah! Feel the beat that I made! Are you ready, 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 Dave Special? Hi, Jurassic Park Podcast. Uh, this is Alice in Pythonland. Um, all the way from the UK. I just wanted to... Uh, sound out about my thoughts on Camp Cretaceous uh, season two. I personally really loved it. Um, I thought that the use of Rexy was amazing. Um, I loved how much screen time she had and a lot of her behaviours I really appreciated. Uh, I found Kenji a little bit frustrating to start with, but as the episode went on, I really, really um, enjoyed his... Uh, his character throughout the series and, and the development that himself and Brooklyn both had. Um, what else? The Baryonyxes were amazing. I absolutely loved the the kind of the family ties they had there and and showing uh, carnivores and the predators 
in a more kind of endearing and 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 gentle light in the way that they have been previously in the lost world with the rexes with their um maternal and paternal bonds uh, so it's a nice kind of throwback to that kind of thing um a little bit frustrated with the stegosauruses shedding their their plates but I don't think I'm alone in that one um overall I really enjoyed it uh, I loved Bumpy um and uh seeing Toro come back unfortunately he doesn't really have a good time of it in these series but um seeing him come back was really cool and yeah, overall, I really love the direction it's going in. Um, I don't know what they have released, uh, <laughs> what, what, what is going to come uh, off ice, uh, but I'm personally hoping for some kind of Indo. Uh, I would be intrigued if it was uh, an Indoraptor. Perhaps our resident Henry Wu decided to, to try this masterpiece before Fallen Kingdom and this is the, the, the start of that whole venture. Uh, I'm not sure. The fact that um, the idea was hinted at in uh, Jurassic World makes me think that perhaps he'd already started on it and this is something they've let loose, but we will see. Um, thank you very much and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the series too. Hi Brett, this is Arion. Um, I wanted to share my thoughts on Camp Cretaceous as well. Um, I didn't watch it completely with full attention, but what I watched so far... Um, what I liked about it is the action from the herbivores, which is something uh, I find missing from the movies, except for The Lost World. And um, the baryonics, which are seems to be the new raptors. I like that, uh, though in some points they seem to be weightless, or uh, which I think is not completely accurate, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not an expert on those those bits. Um, what I liked less was that it's a bit, um, yeah, it, it's a bit too childish for me, but yeah, it, I'm not a child anymore, so that's fine, I guess. Yeah, one of the things that strike me is that in season one, they travel by car, they travel by monorail to get from north to south, and here in this season, they just go all over the island, and it seems to be in a matter of minutes, I'm not sure how to think, what to think about that. It's uh, it's their own realm of the story now. Anyway, to leave on a positive note, I think the dinosaurs look great, and um, yeah, I'm, I wonder what where they go for season three. Okay, bye. Hi, Brad Connor here, host of Dino DNA. Just sharing some thoughts on Camp Cretaceous series two. I thought overall it was great. Really, really fun. Um, I thought the focus on the dinosaurs was amazing. I liked seeing the shots of the animals outside their enclosures, exhibiting more natural behaviours, which obviously fits right into my interests. Um, it was also interesting to see the Ceratosaurus, as it wasn't on the park map, so that was quite cool. Um, the Baryonyx trio was fantastic. Uh, I liked that they were consistent throughout the series, like Toro was in Series 1. Also, it was nice to see Toro back. And also the confirmation of the venomous bite of the compies was was so cool. Um, in terms of characters, I, I think the characters are getting more and more likeable as we go along. Um, I thought the new additions were quite fun, um, especially one of them. I don't want to say too much just in case uh, someone's listening and hasn't seen it. Um, it's a shame we might not see much of them anymore because I could have used more time with them. 
Um, locations wise, it was so cool to see Main Street, T-Rex Kingdom, uh, the Vet Outpost. Um, it's a shame we didn't see um, more established like jungle locations like the, the Jungle River, that sort of thing. And the geography of the island seems quite uh, uh, consistent considering the movies, uh, even though characters seem to be able to walk between each place. Um, I thought the mystery for Series 3 was really interesting. It's the sort of thing that I don't necessarily want to see in more films, but would, wouldn't mind it. Actually, I'd really like to see more in animated form. I think it could be really fun to see what they could do with that. Um, so overall, probably uh, as it sits, it's probably just underneath Series 1 for me, just because I liked how that one lined up with Jurassic World and had the urgency of the Indominus, and you get to see more of the park when it was open. But once again... I can't wait to rewatch it and I can't wait for more. One last bit to add on at the end if spoilers are allowed. Um, my thoughts on subject E750 are really interesting. I'm pretty sure it must be a hybrid judging through the spines you see in the glass. The fact that it's cryogenically frozen though makes me think that it's been alive for a while. They were talking about being a test subject. I have a feeling it could possibly be the Indominus's sibling. That was said to be killed. I mean, we know that InGen likes to keep secrets from its employees a lot. Uh, Indominus itself was, and then its DNA was a secret, even from Claire and Mizrani. Um, I think, yeah, that maybe the Indominus didn't kill her sibling. Maybe she just really injured it, and they've been using it as like to do even more genetic tests throughout throughout the the opening of the park and and onwards. And it, it could be really interesting to see like. Perhaps from that more Frankenstein's monster angle they were going to do with the Indoraptor, but done with this subject. Um, so that's what my thoughts on it could be, but uh, I could be extremely wrong. Uh, but it's interesting to, to speculate, and I can't wait to find out what it actually is. And uh, there we have it. Hey, um, leaving this voicemail for the Jurassic Park podcast. My name is David. I'm 28 years old, and for me, season two of Camp Cretaceous was just incredible. I've been a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan for all my life. And for Camp Cretaceous, it just means a lot for me to just, just have these adventures. Didn't have much experiences like enjoying the movies and having these action figures and all that growing up. So for me to be an adult now and watching these is just, it's, it's bringing me joy and season two was just an amazing experience getting to stay up till 12 and watching season two was just incredible. It was a great story. It was, and the, the dinosaurs were great. The characters were great. It's just, I can't wait for season three and oh, that cliffhanger. It was just, it meant a lot to me and it it just and it's it's really like surreal for me to be talking to to people on Twitter and sharing my experiences. I don't really have anyone close to me that I can really talk to about all this. I'm a loner in my Twitter page and and uh it's just it's just really cool. And I season two was a great I, I it was happy, it was it was Sad. It was. It was. It, it was thrilling. I just the baryonics, uh, the the stegosaurs, the all those dinosaurs are incredible, 
and it was just so much joy to see them in 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 a form of a show animated or whatever just have content and for Jurassic uh, uh, World Camp Cretaceous was just great and it's just I can't wait for Dominion in 2022 this is this is a year for Jurassic World hey Brad this is James Ronan um just wanted to sort of voice my thoughts on Camp Cretaceous season two um I was pretty underwhelmed unfortunately um it's really sad to say I was so excited for season two after the back of, you know after coming off the back of season one you know I thought season one was really well done um, the fact that it followed the film. I mean, there were a few inconsistencies, but they didn't bother me too much. And I actually liked the kids. And then in season two, I just felt it it was just a bit of a misdirection, like in terms of just sort of the plot. It was going all over the place. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that the fact that there wasn't much structure to it. Um, I didn't like the fact as well, you know, there was sort of certain character moments and dinosaur moments that were just really, really out there. And really ridiculous. And it just tonally just threw me because it was just like it's supposed to be canon to the films and whilst there were certain sequences in camp cretaceous season one like um yasmin you know escaping from the mosasaurus and then sort of like jumping 30 feet and stuff i i kind of i, I put up with that i thought that was you know it was, it was okay but then season two just took it to a whole new level you know you've got ben facing down a carnotaurus on his own with a spear and I'm just like, that That dinosaurs are not only terrifying, but like in Fallen Kingdom, Owen, Franklin and Claire are absolutely terrified by that dinosaur. And Owen has just stood there on, you know, on the grass, just like staring at this, this massive creature that's about to eat him. And he's petrified. And I'm just like, you've got like this 13 year old kid just like with a spear attacking it. And I just felt uh, this is far too much for me. Um you know, overall, I thought I thought it was a very mixed bag. You know, the, there were some episodes that you know I did enjoy, but I just came away from it think, feeling a bit—I don't know—a bit sad and a bit frustrated because it wasn't what I wanted. I, I was hoping for a lot more structure to the story, especially. So I'm really disappointed that it was just so all over the place. And I would have liked it to have been a bit more consistent in terms of. I don't know, stuff that was mentioned, like Manticore was never mentioned again, like it's not brought up. That was just like one plot point in season one and it's, it's sort of gone nowhere. I, I just feel like there were certain things that are set up in season one that haven't been paid off yet. I, I guess it, we're just going to have to see where it goes. But overall, I'd, I'd, I'm, I would say I'd give it about five out of ten. I was really quite disappointed. I think season one, I'd give about 7.5, 8 out of ten. So yeah, I was quite disappointed with season two, but I'm hoping everyone else enjoyed it. You know, it is a kid's show, so I'm hoping that, you know, children will enjoy it for what it is. But as an adult watching it, I could see there was a lot of issues that I had and I didn't want to have them, but I did, unfortunately. So there we go. Hey guys, this is Jared Over from Iowa, a longtime fan of everybody at the Jurassic Park podcast. Uh, I've been listening for a few years now and uh, just been a, uh, you know, trying to catch up with everything and all the content you guys put out. So it's been an amazing ride and happy to contribute to uh, something like this uh, review of uh, the second season of Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous. Um, just kind of trying to start with the non-spoilery stuff and then go into the spoilery after that. But overall, I thought this was a a pretty excellent addition to the, the world of the Jurassic franchise. Uh, season one really, I think, might have caught a lot of people off guard just with how interesting it was. And then season two, it really felt 
it felt very Lost World-esque in its ability to incorporate story building with dinosaur action. Uh, and, and that's that's a hard line to write because you can just you can obviously throw a bunch of dinosaurs at a lot of situations and just kind of build from there. But they really tried to make a story out of it. And that's that's hard to do uh, and hard to kind of keep going over a, a series of episodes. So they did a really good job there. And, you know, unfortunately, the character development over the, the second season was not as strong as the first season but that was offset by the dinosaur action and the kind of movement that the story took um there was, <laughs> there's not a lot of st- character development to make when you're kind of moving for six straight episodes so that was obviously good and then obviously incorporating ben and bumpy back into the world of what they were building was was uh obviously took a task and and you had to make it realistic as as realistic as possible um but they, yeah they, they did it and you know ben went from this uh very you know agoraphobic and very like in, like insecure character to someone who would take on Toro on their own <laughs> which you know maybe um maybe not on maybe not realistic as much but you know he did it and then Bumpy showed up so all as well um so they did that and you know it's a kids show you, you can't fall for stuff like that but you know this was a great addition to the Jurassic franchise um you know from the start to finish this was a, a great you know continuation of what they were trying to build on from season one and i'm i'm obviously interested in what they do on the that final shot what's out what's coming out of that room um spoilers um i believe that it is a a precursor that might be the best way to describe it a precursor to the indoraptor um Wu has been it's obviously leading up to what has Wu been up to, and I think this is a precursor to what the Indoraptor ended up being. Um, I could be wrong, but that's just my assumption and guess. Um, just based on the information we know, um, it could be a different hybrid, but my uh, my guess is that it's a a precursor to the Indoraptor. And that's what they deal with trying to escape the island in season three, leading up to the obvious uh, the deployment of Dominion uh, right after that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, ultimately, you know, season two, Camp Cretaceous, a great run, great ride. Uh, if, 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 if families were trying to figure out how to introduce their kids to the Jurassic franchise, Camp Cretaceous is a great start. Uh, an amazing start, and I'll, I'll just put it at that. So that's why I'll leave it there. Um, I, I, I love you guys and, and everything that you're doing for the Jurassic World, and um, we uh, uh, we all will continue to listen as we uh, try to approach this next part of the, uh, the franchise. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hi, Jurassic Park Podcast. It's Veronica. Um, I know it's been a while, but I literally just finished season two of Camp Cretaceous, and I had to call. 
Um, oh my god, what did you think about this season? First off, I still can't believe those kids are there. But, I am curious to see the development of this story. Um, I'm wondering if that frozen creature at the end there has anything to do with the Indoraptor, or is it leading up to that, or is it a whole new set of species that we don't know? I am curious to see, but obviously it's going to be set up as another adversary for the kids. <clears throat> I am really interested. I enjoyed this season a lot. I think the character development was great. Um, I'm so happy to see Ben alive. And I, I'm just now curious how they're going to get off this island. Are they going to cross paths with the people from Fallen Kingdom? I don't know. Um, I am really curious how this all kind of wraps up with one into the other. So um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and, yeah, uh, I'm really happy we have this show. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys or listen to what your thoughts are. Alright, talk to you guys soon. Bye! Hi Brad, it's Veronica again. I knew I should have made an audio file, but I will make this quick because I totally forgot to say it in my last voicemail. Um, can we just talk about, you know, the parallels from Fallen Kingdom and the show about saving the dinosaurs? I really love that. I thought that was great. And then, um, my last thing was, um, how about the whole come up with, um, what is it, Mitch and Tiff? I'm so glad they're out of the picture. They were getting on my last nerve. You know, for one second, I thought they were going to be, like, engine or something, um, trying to get them dinosaur embryo samples and stuff like that. It kind of reminded me of the Lost World um, book, if you ever read it or if you know anything about the premise of it. Um, it was interesting how I got a lot of bits and pieces from the Lost World and how the dinosaur interaction was, which was another point, last point, was that I'm so glad we got to see how the inter, uh, the dinosaurs were evolving, you know, their interaction with one another. Yeah, that's what I meant to add in my last voicemail. Totally sorry to add another one. But yeah, okay, I'm for real this time. I won't call back again. Uh, yeah, just tell me your thoughts. Um, also sorry for keep saying yeah. Okay, bye! Hey, hello Jurassic Park Podcast. This is Bry from Neo Jurassic Podcast. Uh, just calling to share my thoughts on season two. Um, I really, really, really loved season one. And I would say I also loved season two. I do feel that it shares a similar energy, which is I'm sure not coincidental uh, with The Lost World and Fallen Kingdom, which I really dug. A lot of similar overlapping themes. I have to say that I think my favorite part of the season was all of the attention that was finally given to the compies. I am a huge, huge compie stan, and I have been waiting for them to get a moment again since Lost World, and the second season did not disappoint. I loved all the scenes with them. I loved all the behavior with them. I loved the color patterns of them. I love that they acknowledged the uh, Venom aspect that was mentioned in the novels and then never uh, mentioned in the films. I love it. 
And speaking of the compies and their behavior, I really love how the show goes out of its way to embrace uh, different ideas and concepts of animal behavior. I think they do it really well for the most part. And it is uh, a wonderful thing to explore in a show like this, particularly with so many kids watching it. Having said that, um, I'm sure many people are going to bring this up, um, but the Stego shedding their plates thing is totally bogus and wrong, and I really am completely baffled as to why they put that in there, because uh, it is no bueno. Um, so hopefully they'll avoid stuff like that in the future, because there's so much cool stuff that they could uh, bring up and, and, and uh, explore that are rooted in some semblance of uh, reality. In addition to the compies, I love that we got to spend so much time with the Rex. Um, I thought she looked incredible, like almost on par with the film. Um, I loved seeing her casual critter behavior, you know, building a nest and doing her thing. And I think one of the most uh, tense moments in the franchise for me was the moment with uh, Sammy and Darius uh, trembling under the... Uh, lunch table while the rex you know pokes around looking for them that was so well done so many well so many great moments in the series um i also would like to mention that this was pretty I, i'm surprised they went as dark as they did I, I to my knowledge i don't think that there has been any um animals getting dinosaurs getting fatally shot in the series i think this was the first time we saw someone just take out a dinosaur um uh, with the Baryonyx Grimm. Um, that was pretty shocking and also pretty cool to actually see in one of these movies, particularly it being a kid's show, you know? I also, I mean, I'm sure this is a common uh, issue with many of us. I do feel, as Tom and others have said, that it, there, there are a lot of bombastic moments that really, really stretch uh, any uh, suspension of disbelief for the series. And um, that was an issue for me. And I think the biggest issue I had for me was the uh, introduction of yet another hybrid. The hybrid itself isn't so much an issue, but the fact that they went out of their way to introduce it as being cryogenically frozen and then potentially emerging from that uh, state um, is not really based in any reality that I am aware of. Um, and I don't know why they would go out of their way to uh, introduce such an implausible situation. Very weird. Um, kind of dreading the follow-up for that in season three. But um, overall, love season two. Very excited to see where they go. I, I think that the writers and the producers are doing a terrific job honoring um, all of the aspects of Jurassic that we love. And um, I, 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 I'm really just thrilled to, to, to see this series happen. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and... Um, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Hi, I'm Noah McConnell. I am like a really big fan of Jurassic Park. I'm I've watched season two, Camp Cretaceous, and I cannot wait for season three to come out. I have a theory of what E750 might be. I think it could possibly be in Director Gen two which is the white one, because it had, it sounds exactly like the Indirector. But if there were a second one, it could be the Gen 2 version, which isn't on the game Jurassic World Alive, which you can find on there. Um, 
I hope one day that they will introduce more hybrids into the show. I it was something really funny though. I call I called it that Ben was actually going to be saved by a pterodon because I saw them like go after him. And I was like, they definitely caught him. So like I literally called it. So I thought that was really cool. They've done so well. Um, I'm really liking the like the season. I'm 14 and I'm still watching it. So. That's, like, saying a lot. Um, and I've just been a big fan. I've watched Jurassic Park ever since I was little, so I'm, like, committed. <laughs> so I'm, like, one of their biggest fans. Um, I hope one day I can actually be on the podcast with y'all. Um, and thank you for listening. Hey, this is um, Ethan, and I'm here to... Um to share my thoughts on Camp Cretaceous Season 2. Um, overall, I thought it was great. Um, I actually quite enjoyed it a lot. I actually enjoyed it a lot better than the first season, in my opinion. I thought this season was a lot was, was a lot more fun. Um, I will admit, though, um, it did jump the shark a few times, <laughs> especially with uh, Ben going all primal on Toro. <laughs> God, I was laughing so hard at that, but, like, it was both in like a, it was in a fun way, honestly. Like, I know a lot of people, uh, I guess like a lot of people really hated that scene, but I, I, I had fun with it. Um, and that's, that's all I could have described the show. This is a nice, fun dinosaur show that, for kids. And honestly, I'm having fun with it too, and I'm 21. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it was fun. Also, and I don't know if you guys, uh, so spoilers. Well, I, I don't know. I guess we're beyond spoilers. But what on earth is in that igloo? <laughs> what is in that ice block? <laughs> I saw that and I'm thinking to myself, what is in there? Now, if they truly want to jump the shark, I say it's the Ultimasaurus. <laughs> whether, whether they decide to do that or not, no clue, but overall, I thought it was great. I, I I actually enjoyed this one a lot more than season one. So, all right, you guys, um, you guys take care. Have have a good one, and um, yeah, uh, stay safe, stay drastic. Hey guys, JT Rex here. Um, so finished watching Camp Cretaceous season two, uh, and kind of listened to everybody's thoughts about it. Just wanted to throw my own out there. Um. I really, 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 really uh, enjoyed this season. Um, you know, the Ben transformation at first, when I saw that, I was like, what? Uh, but then I took a moment to process that and kind of kind of went through everything. Um, and it makes sense. And what this, maybe this whole series, but this season in particular, um, has been doing with the dinosaurs to... Not just making them movie monsters, which, you know, for arguably the past, um, several movies, they have been portrayed as more monstrous than, uh, animalistic. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to just, uh, really explore the, the animal nature quality side, um, of the, the dinosaurs, um, and seeing them interact with each other and, uh, reclaiming parts of the park. Uh, you know, and it's just creating, you know, and I'm also sitting back able to watch it through the eyes of my kids. 
uh, who are five and eight. So, you know, just absorbing that is just a, a really special, special thing for them to see it that way too, because, you know, they don't know Biosyn and Manticore or, you know, I mean, they've heard it from the show, but it, they're not tied down by all these other, other facts that some other people are going to hold this, uh, hold against this show. And it's just been such a fun, fun show to watch and to see and to see the dinosaurs act more like animals than monsters has been amazing. You know, and all the setups that they're doing creates really fun playing experiences. You know, getting, obviously we don't have a Ben's voice, you know, but, you know, getting one of the your humans to ride an Ankylosaurus you know, and run around, do all those kinds of things. Uh, the set pieces really create some good, fun playing experiences. Um, and the other note I had was, I know some people were kind of on and off about the hunters, but to me, they remind me exactly like what you would think of a rich dentist hunter, kind of just going out and like hunting a lion or a giraffe or something like that. So it didn't really bother me as much as them not seeming like, uh, like a Wheatley or a Tembo or something like that. But I enjoyed it, and it's been a really fun season. And uh, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed it. Hi, this is Up From The Depths from YouTube.com slash Up From The Depths. I uh, just want to say I really enjoyed this season two of uh, Camp Cretaceous. Uh, I really like to see well, – I really like how they portray the animals as, you know, actual animals instead of just mindless monsters. I liked how – um, the watering hole in that one episode was like a neutral ground for all the creatures, you know, regardless of what they, what their diet was. And, uh, I'm really excited for season three because, um, that ending where wherever the hell is in that cryogenic chamber thing that's released, uh, that's some bad news. <laughs> that's some real bad news. And, um, excited to see what it's actually going to look like, uh, next season, which I think it's May. I think it's probably May that I saw on Twitter. I don't know. Anyway, uh, keep up the good work on Dress Park Podcast. I started listening a couple episodes ago, and you guys are doing a great job. Uh, thanks. Take care. Hey, guys. Dakota here. Uh, just wanted to say Camp Petition Season 2 Maybe better than the first. Maybe. Just maybe. Um, I definitely wanted to say my thought was my favorite part was the uh, dinosaur hospital. It was really cool. You know, I worked four years at a zoo, and... Let me tell you, the hospital looked a lot like that. So that was really cool. It made it feel like a zoo. Made it feel more in-depth as the zoo Jurassic World and such. Like, it was really awesome. And seeing other abandoned and such like that, which is a realistic thing that would happen, sadly. But it was awesome to see that. So, yeah, hopefully you guys liked it and enjoyed it, too. I mean, there's so much, it's hard to put it in a single phone call. But stay safe, stay Jurassic. Hey, Brad, this is Jared. And, well, um... I'm gonna to try to, well, gonna to try to basically give a little blurb about uh, my thoughts on season season two of Camp Cretaceous. Well, let's just say there were quite a few things I did love, and there were a few things that I'm a bit iffy on. The things I definitely loved, well, we definitely got a good fill of Rexy this time around, especially. And also ties it to some of the other things that I actually really liked uh, too, like where we got to see some new behaviors of well, of the dinosaurs actually living in the wild without like um, much human intervention. I I would say, um, such as Rexy now building a nest. Now the question 
I mean, like, now there's the question is why is she building a nest or what prompted this? What, is, I mean, does Rexy building a nest now have something to do with the fact that there's a much lar- larger, much denser dinosaur population on Nublar since, um, since she was running free in the 90s and early 2000s? Where maybe now, like, um, something more biology is telling her now that she has the resources to where she could support her own broods should she actually find a mate, which, granted, is not likely there, but anyway, I just love how, um, we actually got to see a lot more of Rexy this time around. And also, other things I did like, well, I really liked uh, the Baryonyx trio. And so some of the other, and some things I'm wondering about were these three raised together much like Blue and her siblings were. Cause I mean, that'd make a lot of sense. Mm. I also do wonder whether or not, like, um, we can figure out, I mean, like, whether or not, um, we'll actually see some future baby dinosaurs because that's something I still kind of bugged about that we haven't seen this season is some of the juvenile and baby forms outside of Bumpy. I mean, because we already know that there were a bunch of baby, well, juveniles um, at the petting zoo. So what happened to all those, uh, all those, uh, well, weaklings, well, weakling as like weak year, I mean, like weak um, old offsprings or month old offspring, or not offspring, but uh, month old juveniles. And, um, well, there were quite a few beautiful shots, especially with the watering hole this season. And, um, well, and so, I mean, like, I mean, just visually, like, well, this was a very beautiful se- uh, second season. I love how this time in season two, we actually got, um, well, conflict with actual human antagonists this time around because we didn't really have that per se, other than, like, say, Manicor, but as, like, a very distant background um, kind of antagonist that we didn't, that we still don't know that much about. But maybe, um, maybe that'll be a thread for season three. And also, something else I actually did really enjoy about Ben, even though it might be a little out there, I mean, about, about um, is the fact that, well, He's greatly improved as a character, in my opinion. Kind of like how uh, when it's when the when the uh, betrayal is like revealed regarding um, Mitch and Tiff, how he wanted to, uh, how he was suggesting on feeding them to the carnivores, <laughs> like his little, like even the comment about how the Mosasaurus was um, like very underused. <laughs> that was a great comment. Well, so I like, I really like how, um, Ben actually has adapted to this island. I mean, like, a little bit more extreme than what Eric Kirby went through quite a bit. I mean, like, it's much, I mean, I found him much more enjoyable. Even though, like, yeah, you kind of had to, like, um, <clears throat> stretch, uh, your, um, like, basically stretch, like, how, like, okay, okay, I can, I can see, I can accept him undergoing that kind of transformation. And, um, also, and, well, so back to now to the things that kind of have some issues with, like, um, well, I didn't feel like some, like some of the character, the actual character arcs for the kids were 
as really touched on or fleshed out per se. Like I felt that um, maybe uh, Dar- uh, maybe uh, Darius's um, tooth necklace was found a little too early in the season. Like maybe I, I think it should have been found later in the season or maybe in the season finale because you had like that um you had Brooklyn's comment about Darius seeing Mitch as a sort of a, a replacement father figure. And so, um, I mean, like, that didn't really seem, I mean, there's, it felt like there were certain things missing from some of these character interactions as well. Like, uh, I mean, like, Sammy didn't really have too much additional character development, I felt, aside from Brooklyn, who actually seemed to undergo quite a bit more development this time around in certain aspects. And, well, and uh, also another some of the other kind of issues I have, unfortunately, have to do with some of the dinosaurs, like um, like the fact we didn't really get any new, we didn't see any new species that we didn't see in the last season. Like, where's the Triceratops? Where are the Apatosaurs, the Pachys, the Stiggies? Where are the Allosaurs, the Edmontosaurs, the Cecomimus, Microceratus, and Morphodons, and such? I mean, like. I mean, like even there was some te- some someone some uh, someone or some source was teasing Mementosaurus making a return after well almost twenty years itself. So uh, that's part of my issue, and also again, like where are all the juvenile dinosaurs? Where are the baby ones? And uh, also the other well, also back to juveniles. I mean, like like I mean. I mean, I love Bumpy as a character, but it's like, how long have they been on this island? I mean, I mean, she's enormous now. I mean, like, uh, I'd expect something like that more from her maybe being a year old at least in that size. And, and just, wow. So, um, I mean, like, but all in all, I mean, like, I still enjoyed, I mean, I still very much enjoyed season two, and I'm kind of really eager to see what season three is going to bring, especially with the new mystery possible hybrid, or, I don't know, maybe it's another species that that we might have seen somewhere else in the quote-unquote expanded um, canons and pseudo-canons, but who knows? I mean, I I have my... I have my hypotheses, but uh, again, we'll have to wait and see till season three. And hopefully, they'll actually bring in all the other dinosaur species we've been waiting many, many years to see, along with the other species that should be free roaming too in that same area across uh, Nublar. Well, hopefully, one final uh, comment. Well, um, about season two. Well, again, this is probably a common issue that a lot of paleo enthusiasts have been having with this season. The thing on that um, Darius saying about stegosaurs shedding their plates. My question is, I'm mean, like, were they talking about the stegosaurs shedding like the actual bone core of their plates? Which, yeah, that's kind of really stretching the um, like the leeway um, that someone like me would be giving with like okay maybe that like yeah they went a little too far there with um with their dinosaurs um, attribute abilities and such 
I mean, like, if they were to say, for example, like, maybe they shut off a little sheet of, of the keratin sheathing covering the plates, and, and yeah, I could, I could probably, I mean, I'd probably get behind that more, like, um, I mean, it'd be kind of comparable to maybe say how cats will shed, like, the outer, um, the outer layers of their nails if they get worn and such. I mean, like, that would be something like, okay, I could buy that. Like, if it was just, like, if the steak sores were just shedding, like, little sheets of keratin off the off the plate as they, as they got old and worn off. But I'm suspecting that they meant shedding, like, um, the, the entire plate itself, which, yeah, um, I think, uh, I think someone needs to have a little talk with, um, the writer for that um with one of the writers for the season say um yeah maybe like um <clears throat> well like maybe talk to some uh paleo consultants to make sure you're not really like um stretching or suspending disbelief like too liberally here and there for what these animals could actually do versus couldn't <laughs> so uh Anyway, hopefully this is my last little voicemail I'm going to be leaving on here for now. And, um, well, hopefully hear from you, uh, hopefully hear from you, uh, soon or when you, or, <clears throat> such, um, thanks again, Brad. Um, well, talk to you later. Bye. Drop what you're doing and leave now.